7 FM and 12:40 AM. To the gridiron, Jags' new left tackle Brandon Albert has retired after nine seasons in the league. The 32-year-old pro bowler skipped all of the Jags off and preseason in hopes of getting a new deal. He had been traded to Jacksonville in March for Miami. Speaking of Miami, Dolphins running back Jay Ajayi is being held out of practice to be evaluated for a concussion. The pro bowler led Miami in rushing yards last season. After just three days with the Ravens, Baltimore's already waived Arena League QB David Olsen. But they did sign quarterback Josh Woodrum, who's going to be third on the depth chart behind Ryan Mallett and Dustin Vaughn. And that is until Joe Flacco returns from a back injury. Now, this move doesn't preclude the Ravens from signing Colin Kaepernick or another experienced quarterback later on. To the Diamond Red Sox, they've agreed to a trade with the Mets to acquire reliever Addison Reed. And while we're on the Red Sox tonight, they host the Indians, who are in second place in the American League. It's Indians-Red Sox as part of Monday Night Baseball tonight on ESPN at 7 Eastern and anywhere you are on the ESPN app. It's time to start getting the absolute best sleep of your life. Check out Reverie and see why so many former Sleep Number and Tempur-Pedic owners are making the switch to a better night's sleep. Go to tryrev.com slash ESPN. Tryrev.com slash ESPN. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Andrew Wallace. Former UVA offensive lineman and nine-year NFL vet Brandon Albert has announced he will retire from the NFL. Albert will not play down for Jacksonville after he was traded to the Jags in March. We are live at Redskins training camp here in Richmond where the big news is still from this weekend. Running back Keith Marshall tore his right patellar tendon. He will be out for the entirety of the season. As for some baseball action, the Nationals reportedly have shown interest in Twins closer Brandon Kinsler, according to sources, and John Morosi of the MLB Net. Also, local product Justin Verlander and taken off of the Tigers trading block, according to sources. As for the Nationals, they pick up a three-game series against the Marlins. Free game coverage starting at 6.30 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. The Flying Squirrels are off today. They begin a six-game road trip in Portland, Maine, starting tomorrow. It's 102. You're up to date on the Richmond Sports Center. This is ESPN 950, 1027 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Today's coverage is brought to you in part by our sponsor of the day, Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Town Bank, an equal opportunity lender, FDIC. Online at townbank.com. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. The lifespan of a Major League Baseball is five to seven pitches, which requires 850,000 baseballs a year. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. Brett Favre and Peyton Manning are the only pro quarterbacks to achieve victories against all 32 of the league's teams. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You're listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the ESPN 950 app, available for your Android and iPhone. This is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. 
Buzz and Ned's Wheel Barbecue, just a few blocks from training camp. Stop by for award-winning hickory smoked barbecue ribs, chicken, and signature pulled pork sandwiches. Voted best barbecue in the city of Richmond, the state of Virginia, and soon to be the South. 1119 North Boulevard, 8205 West Broad Street, or online at buzzandneds.com. Hour number two. The Buzz and Ned's Midday Show, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. Matt Joseph's Andrew Wallace here taking you up to 3 o'clock today. Bob getting the uh, day off, so it'll be 3 to 6. Hardly working here on the station. Coming up this hour, uh, any moment, we will have our good buddy Bram Weinstein from ESPN 980 stop over and uh, join us, talk a little Redskins with us. Um, at 2.15, we will have Raymond Summerlin uh, on the show. He will talk to us about uh, stuff that's going on across the NFL. He joins us uh, from rotoworld.com. And uh, we were, we're still efforting another opponent preview today with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We've got uh, interviews to play, uh, position battles, all sorts of good stuff. So there's plenty to go here over the next uh, two hours. But uh, before we get into all that, let's kind of check on the, uh, the headlines. Uh, another headline-free morning walkthrough for the Redskins, as Andrew said. The big headline, Keith Marshall, unfortunately, done for the season after a, another injury on Saturday. It's tough. It's unfortunate because certainly a young guy who really has just been mired by injury problems all throughout the course of his career, even dating back to his days at the University of Georgia. And certainly a guy who received a lot of focus for some stories last year because of his speed. But at the end of the day, a four, five, or six guy on this Redskins depth chart at best. Uh, yeah, you know, it's still a guy who we, you know, we talk about speed. You want game breakers. You want guys who have certain skills. I'm sure he's, you know, done some special teams work, and unfortunately – uh, no more because he is uh, done for the season with the uh, patellar tendon tear. Um, that's kind of what uh, was happening uh, uh, on over the weekend uh, today. Good crowd in the morning for the walkthrough. Uh, the team will be back here at uh, 3 o'clock for the afternoon practice. Um, and uh, they got that day off after the hitting on Saturday. You know, they put the pads on. Uh, there was some hitting and uh, there was stuff going on. And then, uh, as Coach Gruden would say, um, you know, you give the guys a day off afterwards to kind of recuperate a little bit this early in the process. It's always a nice time to have a little bit of a break because it's really going to start to pick up here soon. It's going to ramp up. We know that this week we're going to see our first actual NFL game action. Whether or not it's going to be high quality or not, that depends on your perspective. But a good time to have a little bit of a break for the Skins players. Uh, headlines across the league, as you heard, Brandon Albert decided to retire. Very interesting story uh, there. Uh, nobody has actually said why he's retiring. I don't know if it's a CTE thing. Uh, you know, the study came out. He just doesn't, uh, you know, he just doesn't feel it anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, he gets traded to the Jaguars, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play anymore. I don't really want to play anymore. Yeah, and I don't even think you can make the joke. It's just because he was traded to the Jaguars because the Jaguars are a joke. I think that's a team that's really doing things right. Not necessarily sure if that'll be reflected this coming year with the win totals, but certainly they are making moves in the proper direction. Uh, the Ravens have elected against trying out free agent quarterback Robert mm. Griffin III. Mm. Um, how about this? I don't know if you saw yesterday. I still follow RG3 on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, RG3 tweeted yesterday, they stabbed you in the back. It's okay. They lied to you. It's okay. They used you. It's okay. Keep working. Keep pushing. Overcome it all. Wow. Which I feel like is a vague, I feel like it's a vague subtweet to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers who basically brought him in for a workout and then all of a sudden said, oh, Cardell Jones, we will trade a uh, future draft pick for you. Um, I, I like subtweet RG3. I do. I like subtweet RG3. And, of course, the uh, the responses to that were naturally very awful and 
non-football related, but, I mean, we've talked about falls from grace in the past. Here's a guy who was the king of the campus on Texas, at Texas, and all of a sudden it's like, ooh. And he was the king of the Redskins for a year, too. Yeah, I mean, everybody right. was doing the griffining when he fell on his back, and he was doing this in New Orleans, and then all of a sudden, my God. I mean, I remember my first camp out here, it was – Robert and then his family who were hanging out over behind one of the, the tractors near one of our tents, and they were just kind of hanging out there. Everyone was coming up, being nice to him. He certainly was getting the king treatment at that point, and you're right, he has fallen pretty far. And to win a Heisman, a Baylor, and then just be considered out of the NFL, not he's not as blacklisted as Colin Kaepernick has been, but he's certainly certainly getting to the point where maybe you could argue he's going to be. Um Today is also the non-waiver trade deadline in Major League Baseball. That's up until 4 o'clock. Uh, no words really on the Nationals. There was a, you know, that they're showing interest in Twins closer Brandon Kinsler, but I really don't expect the Nats to no. do anything else. They don't really have too much left outside of Victor Robles, and I think the goal was to get through this trade deadline without having to deal him. Bob Nightingale among those reporting that the Tigers have pulled Justin Verlander off the trade block. I think we know why. Uh, I think they couldn't work out a deal, and, or, and they couldn't decide whether or not they just wanted to purge the contract and didn't really care what they got, or if they wanted to get better prospects and then kind of split the money between the two. So Justin Verlander's off the uh, off the block. There's various sources and things are you know reportedly being worked on. We'll tell you if anything big happens. No Sunny Gray trade or anything like that. It's pretty unfortunate for Verlander too, because I think if he was having a little better year, and it's not necessarily been entirely his fault. But I think if he was having a little better year, there would be more of a call to action from some of these contenders in order to grab him. He's been hot. I mean, the the, the wins have not come, but no. the solid efforts, the quality starts are uh, are coming for Justin Verlander. But it looks like he's going to stay with the uh, Detroit Tigers. Um, and then also, I guess the new national news is that uh, Los Angeles has reached a deal to host the 2028 Summer Olympics. Uh, which means Paris is most likely going to get the 2024 Summer Olympics. So uh, somebody was just tweeting about uh, all the stuff that's going to be happening in L.A. Oh, uh, Final Four potentially in 2024, the World Cup in 2026, the Summer Olympics 2028, and then maybe the Super Bowl in 2022. So L.A. is coming back in terms of uh, being the big city in sports. And isn't that ironic? We were just talking a few days ago to Jeff Perlman about how the City of Angels really has so much going on for it other than sports, and the interest really isn't necessarily there all the time for sports, at least in his mind. So that is kind of ironic. Um, and then other than that, oh, and there's a story about the Doug Brooks experience is heading to Slovakia. Um, I think they'll enjoy having Doug Brooks. We were talking about it. Um, streaky shooter. Yeah. Plays really good defense. Great defender, yeah. Um, uh, so that's four Rams that are going to be elsewhere. Jaquan Lewis is in Milwaukee. Um, uh, uh, Burgess uh, signed a deal overseas. Uh, he signed a deal overseas. And then there's some guy, Moelle Cox, who's trying out for something Colts? called the Colts. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think the thing about Brooks, though, is the energy he brings to any team, just the intensity level and just his high-octane approach is something that you can really – get and it builds chemistry it helps a whole group of guys especially if you're just adding him on it's infectious yeah uh i'm looking forward to i've been in contact with the colts and trying to get mo alley on because obviously he's a vcu guy so we're going to try and get him on at some point during camp and see how that's going but uh whenever we are here in town we always love to catch up with our good buddies from uh, espn 980 and uh, now that they're our next door neighbors it's going to be a whole lot easier uh bram weinstein's joining us now bram how's it going we we stole some of your real estate is that <laughs> all right because you, you guys got the best perch in the business here i mean this is an incredible view of the field and i was stuck line. in some 
some kind of like holding facility last year, so we asked nicely if we could steal some of your real estate this year. Yes, we were down there behind the crane, so the fumes from the <laughs> crane are now gone, so that's good. And uh, you guys got to see firsthand what it's like when they bring the players up, because you had Josh Norman in the tent, and everyone converged upon you. Guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, well, I mean, it's it's it deserved. You know, come on, that guy was a home run last year, right? Right. And he's a quote machine. And he's fun. And, um, you know, it was really funny because I got to talk to him last year. There's a totally different vibe to that guy this year. I think he feels like he belongs and there's no more I got to be me and point myself out to you and make you see me. And there's no proving the worth anymore. And so I got to get that, get that sense, you know, being around him a little bit today that he feels just way more comfortable being here. Have you noticed something different in Bashad Breeland now that he's here? Bashad was the number one corner. Now Josh Norman comes in. All the attention's on Josh. Do you think Bashad's handling it well? Uh, I don't think he handled it well last year. <laughs> um, I think he's, I think, you know, I actually asked Josh about that, and he said he expects things are going to be different. And then he described it as all the things that happened last year have been flushed down the toilet. So I'm not sure what that means exactly, but whatever the issues were that he had with, being trumped by having a big personality, better player taking over his spot um, is gone. And if he is focused on that, he's not going to get what he wants, which is a Norman contract next year. This is his contract year. So he better be good. And this is a good spot for him to be in. He's not the one who's going to have to cover Alshon Jeffrey or Des Bryant or Eldell Beckham. So, but he is going to have to cover Brandon Marshall. And he is going to have some serious, you know, matchups for himself as well. And their defense was terrible last year, and he could be part of the answer. So hopefully he's handling it well. This is a big spot. If I'm his agent, I'm telling him to handle it well. It's a big spot for him this year. He had a spotlight on him during training camp last year, too, because he was a dominant name that everybody was dropping. And he really didn't live up to those expectations. As you said, do you think that the fact that he had such a good training camp, and he really was the media darling. Had anything to do with his performance last year? Who's that, Josh? Bashad. Bashad. You know, I think I think he had trouble letting go of they went and signed this guy, and him knowing and him thinking that he was that guy for them or was going to be groomed to become that guy for them was probably tough to take. And then add on the fact that he is such a huge personality, Norman, to walk in here now. Not only has he got the contract. That's all anybody wants to talk about is him. The only thing you want to talk about is him and Odell Beckham, and is he going to get ear-holed again, and what's the matchup going to be like, on and on and on and on and on. And then Josh gets a job with Fox. You know, so, like, I can understand. Brashad's like, what happened here? It was like a supernova came into his position and took over, and it took a while for him to figure it out. But, I, you know, he better figure it out. I mean, this is a business. There's not a lot of positions. He's got a huge contract year ahead of him, and he better be good. And it's an advantage having Josh Norman on your team. And he better understand that. He has a chance to shine here. He's not the one who has to cover those guys. He doesn't have to cover Odell Beckham. You know, he's got the opportunity to shine here. I'm finally glad they got that all figured out, right? Because last yeah. year it was, they really struggled to say, oh, who's going to cover the one receiver? That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was honestly, that was ridiculous. I mean, why do you pay that guy that and not put him on that? I mean, I don't, I've never heard of anything like that. But that coordinator's on now, so we'll see. Um, let's talk about the, the quarterback, the other issue around here. It seems like uh, Kirk Cousins has been able to compartmentalize everything and keep it on the field and play well without the contract hanging over him. How bad has this team bungled this whole situation? I mean, horribly. I, I've, how this guy is leveraged to be the highest paid player in NFL history is on them, right? Because he's not. 
It was funny. I was talking to um to John Kime, who covers been covering the team forever and covers them for ESPN now. And we were laughing about it because I, having worked there in the past, like I know how this stuff works. Like I know what they want. They're, there's like three things they want him to talk about, right? And one of them is Kirk Cousins' contract because it's an enormous thing. And we were laughing because I said if he had signed a long-term deal, he'd be a non-issue. They wouldn't care anymore because no one looks at him and says, that's Aaron Rodgers, that's Tom Brady, that's, you know, whoever you think the best quarterback is. No one thinks that, yet he's going to be paid like that. Like, there's no way around it, whether it's here or somewhere else, he is going to get a massive contract, and it's amazing that the Redskins allowed that to happen. That's their fault. It is. It's not his fault. It's their fault. He said something I thought he was as honest as he could be last week when they asked him about the whole thing. And he said, I'm betting on the system. And he meant the system of free agency and the franchise tag. I'm betting on it. He bet big. And all he has to do is not get hurt and have a terrible year. And he is going to cash in like no player ever has at that ability level. And it's not to suggest he's not good. Clearly he is. Valuable enough that you use the franchise tag on him twice. And valuable enough to say, this guy's a a starting quarterback and a very good one. He's not Drew Brees. Like, who thinks he is? Nobody. Nobody. But he's going to get paid like that, or he's going to end up like that, and that's on them for letting that happen. And it's a test case for other agents to go to their clients and say, you want to roll the dice? Because this guy rolled the dice, and nobody has cashed in the way this guy cashed in. He played the system, and he played them, and in the end, it's their fault. I've always said the Redskins missed a chance when Scott McLuhan left to kind of pin it on him and be like, he was the guy who didn't want you. We do want you. Let's go back to the table and talk things out. But they never did, and now they're in this situation. Well, I, that's what I think is the truth is I think McLuhan knew as he had to be signed whatever to whatever degree you want him to be signed. And so one day we'll get the truth of who didn't raise their hand when they said we need to pay him like whatever the market value for a quarterback is. And if I had to guess – it has a lot to do with marketability, that he is not some of those other guys in that facet as well. He's not the guy who's going to be getting Nike commercials or jeans commercials or whatever these things are in. And that matters. You know, that really does matter. And if they're going to make that kind of investment in him, then they want him to be the star, RG3. And I think they had a hard time with that. But they finally have come around to who's better than him on our team, one. Two, okay, so we don't sign him. Who's better than him that we can get that would cost less? Nobody, right? So I think they came to this realization like, we may not like this, but we have to, he's proven he can be our guy, so we have to give him the money. Wait a minute, how much is it? Well, that's your fault. You know, like, what they could have got him for a couple of years ago as opposed to now is astounding. And what they could have done last year, which which should have been done, you know, just didn't materialize. And somebody held up that process. And I'm got a pretty good guess at who that would be. But like, but now it's whoops, we messed up, we made our bed, let's try to fix the problem. And I appreciate that they're trying to fix it. The problem is the money's on his side. And he's playing a leverage game and he's gonna win it unless he gets hurt. Matt really hates the whole quarterback market idea. He's he's just obsessed with bashing it. And I'm not I'm I'm in the middle for it, but I think the big argument right now is with the NBA with all the guaranteed money yeah. that you get for the NBA versus the NFL. Take that up with Demora Smith. You know, this is the contract you signed. Your players signed that contract with the NFL. If that's what was important to you, you should have negotiated it. I mean like you know, I mean, to hear them complain about that now, take it up with your union. Every couple of years, you get the opportunity to sit down and talk these issues out. 
they didn't ask for guaranteed money, and the owners are never going to give them that because these guys too easily get hurt. There's no way they can give that kind of guaranteed money to anybody. The game is too violent. It's just, it just is. Now, that said, if that's what the issue is going to be, then that's what you hold out over. I mean, they got what they wanted, which was less practice. That's what they got. That's what they wanted. Let's go on the field. On paper, once again, this looks like a good defense. But last year we kind of said on paper it looked like a good defense for the most part, and then it was absolutely horrible. Is there any kind of hope do you have for that side of the ball this year? I think they're way deeper, way deeper. Um, is their defensive line better? That's a good question. I don't know. Like, are the two guys who they brought in as free agents better than Chris Baker? I don't know. Probably not, you know. Is Jonathan Allen going to be what all these draft-projecting you know, things said about him? Maybe. Maybe not initially, but maybe if he is, then they're way better. You know, is the linebacking crew going to be better? Most definitely. Like, they are deep. I'm not sure who's going to get cut. There's no way they can use all of these guys. And if Junior Gillette gets through camp and looks anything like he did a couple of years ago, they're going to have some interesting tools to play with. And the safety position looked extraordinarily weak a year ago. It played out that way and now looks like, I don't know if strength is the right word, but it should be a lot better. It seems to be in better hands. Swearinger's a pro. Cravens is a playmaker. Can he fit into this role? I think that's a big question. Is he going to get exposed? Maybe. You know, like, that'll be interesting. But they are certainly better at that position. So are they good? I don't know. Are they average? That's ten times better than they were a year ago. So even if the offense drops off just a little bit, I think defensively they are considerably better, at least from the roster construction than they were a year ago. So I, are they going to be a top 10 team? Probably not. Are they going to be the worst team in the NFL on defense again? I don't think so, and probably not even close. Well, it's a novel concept they're trying to actually use safeties at the safety <laughs> yeah, really? instead yeah. of t- cornerbacks. Listen, I think the, the underreported story in our division this year is Dallas's defense might be the Redskins from a year ago, oh. and it might be awful. Wow. And if it is really awful, then all of a sudden, who thinks they're going to the Super Bowl again, right? I don't care what you think of Dak and Ezekiel Elliott. Their secondary looks worse than the Redskins did a year ago. So we'll see. And so is the Eagles' secondary. It's pretty right. bad. It's bad. So, again, I think we've walked into a, one, I don't think Dallas is going to be as productive as they were a year ago. There's just no way, right? There's just no way they're going to do that again. Maybe offensively they're good, but they can't be that good. And defensively, they might be bad, right? The Eagles don't feel like a team that's ready to really contend for the division yet because they're still making up for all the mistakes that were made by Chip Kelly, right? But they're getting there. They're going the right way, and a lot will, will rely on what does Wentz really look like year two. Giants look good. Giants look stacked. Giants look ready. Giants look like the organization that if someone's going to supplant Dallas, it's probably them. But I don't think you can discount them, the Redskins, anymore. Their defense will not be that bad again. And their offense was really a more productive red zone offense away from being a team that won 10, 11 games. So I don't know why all these projections are out there claiming they're 5-11 and 11 or 6-10. and 10. They're coming off two winning seasons, and I don't even think you can argue that their defense, at least from a roster construction, is considerably better than it was a year ago. So I think they've got a competitive shot here. Red zone's my buzzword, I think, of training camp just because of the way the Redskins struggled in it. Yeah. You add some taller receivers. You add a running back in the draft and some AJP Ryan who can lift a truck. Is, are those solutions for this problem for the Redskins? Maybe. I, well, I think like, I like the height. You know, like as great, I love Deshaun Jackson. He wasn't in the red zone packages. Why? Ineffective, right? Totally ineffective. Can't leap, has good hands, can't use the speed, compacted field. You're taking him off the field, and apparently no one else was there that was reliable. And that probably falls back on Doxon not playing a lot. 
They've got the height now, so they've got that advantage again. I would just say law of averages is they'll be better in the red zone just because they're going to be better in the red zone, right? Like, it's just impossible to think they're going to be that ineffective in the red zone. And there was nothing that looked like somebody's fault. Was it the play calling, ineffective run game? I don't know. I agree with you about P. Ryan. We'll see. Um, I don't think they're considerably better at running back yet unless P. Ryan is. So I'm actually surprised of the one thing they didn't do this offseason was there's always veteran running backs available. They didn't get one. That was surprising to me. Like, they didn't get one to at least challenge here knowing that Matt Jones isn't going to be here. And I'd like to see, you know, look, I'm, I got some hopes on Mac Brown maybe surprises people. And I got some, I'll take them at face value that they think Rob Kelly's better. You know, I'll take all that and I'll listen to him and we'll see how it plays out. But are they considerably better on offense? No. Like, how do they, how do they replace Jackson and Garcon and say, these two guys make us better that way? No. So I need to believe it to see it. But what might happen might be an inversion of last year where the offense was really good early, right? And the defense was horrible, like, early. And then it kind of shifted. I wouldn't be surprised with all the moving parts if the offense takes a little while to get going. And they'll be good because they have good players, but are they going to be like they were, where they were prolific? Probably not. But maybe the defense isn't a sieve. And if the defense isn't a sieve, then maybe it trends a different way throughout the course of this season. I've been saying all training camp that they need to start hot, but I agree with you. I think that that's a concern. They need to start hot in my mind because the schedule's so tough. I mean, yeah. when you draw the AFC West, just a bad break. You get them early, but you get the Raiders here, so that's good news. It's not there. The opener is the Eagles, who is, you know, listen, that should Winnable. be a win. Yeah. That should be a win for them. They have a better roster than Philadelphia does. You know, they, they should that's, – that's a win. Home game to open the season against them – that should be a win. So I'm with you. I think the schedule is front loaded. And you know, the other difference too is last year, eight, seven, and one, horrible defense. They played the first place schedule. People forget that. That's not happening this year. They're not playing the first place schedule again. So from a schedule perspective, I think that has lightened up a little bit. I see them healthy as a nine, ten win team and probably in line for potentially a wild card. And if Dallas comes back to the pack or the Giants aren't maybe as good as people think, maybe they got a shot at the division. Maybe. Let's uh, wrap things up with this big picture here. What is the reaction up north in D.C. to training camp down here in Richmond, and do you think it's the team would consider it a success? Uh, I don't know if they consider it a success. You know, I, I'm surprised. I don't Maybe you can help me with this. I'm surprised at the crowd turnout. I, I expected a bazillion people for this. One, because... Everyone in Washington knows that it's a good time to come here. So we're not asking people to go to Frostburg anymore or these kind of little towns that don't have anything happening. And there's so, and I've been talking about this on the radio you know, in D.C. I'm like, if you don't know what's happening here, like, this is a huge foodie town now oh, yeah. and a brewery town now. Like, there is a, there's a lot of outdoorsy things to do. There's a million things within the region if you have kids, if you want to go run up to amusement parks, to Colonial Williamsburg, to all the outdoorsy things here. Like, whatever you think is happening here is actually not happening here. You're to get you a job for Richmond uh, Region tourists. I love coming here. There is, like, a kitschy, cool, hipsterish factor that happens here. The food is good. The breweries are great. I love coming down here. And that's why I'm actually mildly surprised that the turnout – isn't like it has been in the past. So I there's some kind of messaging to the fan base up there that they should come here and experience it. And I'm not trying to be part of the Chamber of Commerce, but, like, <laughs> you guys know it because you live uh, here. Yeah. This is a fun place. I'm, like, very surprised that that hasn't come over. As far as the team goes with this, I don't know how they feel about it. Like, 
Is it better than being in Ashburn? Only they can answer, really answer Plus, that question. As we know, there's yeah. a ton of Redskins fans in Central Virginia. I mean, it's that's the other part too. <laughs> it's a hotbed. It's it's a hotbed. You know, the the Tidewater area is a huge Redskins yeah. fan base. Like, I am really surprised that there has not been a huge turnout, even on weekends, even just weekends, that it hasn't happened. But maybe you guys can answer that better than me. Why? Why it does not resonated that way with the fan base when in the past it didn't matter where they went. It was always a large crowd that followed them around. I think maybe the novelty has worn off a bit. We're in year five. I mean, if you've seen them and you're not a Redskins fan and you just, you know, it's practice. They're just walking around and practicing. I don't know. I think there's some little things. Maybe people still annoyed by the name. I mean, the, the Kirk Cousins situation. I don't I don't know. We have I don't been get saying it. the same thing. I don't get it. I, I really I don't understand it. And I, I think it's part of it's educating the Washington area like you should really come down here like see what's going on here forget just practice you should just come down here and see what's happening in the town you know but for all the other people who are locally based here this is huge redskins country around here where are they i think matt hit it where are they yeah like the other thing too as well is there's a story that's been going around the last year or so about the money that it's costs to get the redskins down here and it's really just picked up momentum in that people want to spend on education. They want to spend right. on other things. So Yeah, but you know what? Listen, that's sports. Like, yeah. you know, when the Redskins get a new stadium, and it's probably going to be in the state of Virginia, not in this region, but it'll probably be up in northern Virginia, that's going to cost taxpayers a ton of money. Welcome to big-time sports. You know, like, that, it, it costs money to get teams to do things like this. You know, if it's not welcomed in that way, then they'll shift gears and they'll move it somewhere else. So Richmond will be the determinant of whether they want the team to be here long term, not the Redskins. The Redskins, I think, smartly chose this area, one, because they're not going to some desolate nothing around town. They're going to a place and it is a hotbed of their fan base that doesn't have the opportunity at all times to come up to Washington and see them. I'm shocked. I mean, that's the part of it that I've been surprised by two years in a row. I've come down here. I expected this to be overflowing with people and I haven't seen it. And that's the part I'm surprised by. Make sure to listen to Richmond's number one ally on uh, ESPN 980 when you're up in D.C. from 11 to 1, yeah. Bram Weinstein. I should run for mayor. <laughs> I mean, you might win if you could get a good deal. I mean, I think that's the other thing is the deal that the city made with the with the Redskins. I mean, there's not as much of a local presence here, and it, yeah. just, it doesn't feel like it's Richmond. It feels like it's Redskins Park just dropped into Richmond. Yeah, well, listen, maybe the team owes the city a little more than just plopping something down in the middle of it, and that's probably a fair assessment to say back to them that – just putting this here is not enough to hold up your end of the deal. Uh, but that's the deal the city did with them. You know, that's that's what they are. Like, they didn't say you're going to have to turn something into some museum here and have some parade there and hold some kind of, like, major festival here. And maybe when they redo the deal, the discussion is, listen, we need to generate more interest, and therefore we want you to be part and parcel to all these other things. And I bet the Redskins would be like, fine. You know, like, fine, of course we would I'm do things like that. I'm voting for this man in the mayoral race. Yeah, well, I'm voting when, for this man. When this segment's yeah. done, the three I, of us are forming a committee. I we're hope gonna, Mayor Stoney do, do you have any political action committees? Because, I, like, I like it here, so I would love to to work in your uh, – I love it. Well, you've got at least a commercial, that's for sure. We've got a commercial <laughs> in your future. Uh, Brand- I like your town. I love your town. I love coming here. I'm heading out to Vale and Ardent and all the great beer makers and Stone, all this beer. I love this town. I love coming down here. And so I look forward to it, which is – what I try to tell people back in Washington, you're missing out if you don't come down here. Like, we're not asking you to go to Carlisle anymore. There's nothing to do in Carlisle. We're asking you to come to a place yeah, grab where a you're going to have legends. a really good yeah. time. You're going to have a really good time, yeah. Bram, thank you so much for giving us some time. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, we'll take a time out. You're listening to the Midday Show here on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. 
Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling is now offering a preferred customer program. Receive guaranteed same-day service, no overtime charges for night and weekend emergency calls, no travel fees, and 10% off all services rendered. Preferred Plus will provide convenience, savings, and peace of mind with annual plumbing and HVAC inspections, cleanings, and tune-ups. Give us a call at 804-746-5853 or online at HermanAllenPlumbingInc.com. Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling is a division of Bantams Plumbing and has been serving Central Virginia for more than 50 years. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-361-4762. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-361-4762 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-361-4762 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-361-4762. With over 70 years of experience, Costume Floors is the only name you need to know when it comes to flooring. Whether it's hardwood, carpet, tile, plank, vinyl, or other fine choices, your best choice is Costume Floors. Services? Again, Costa comes out on top. Sanding and refinishing, home installation, interior design, and more. Costa Floors is conveniently located at 9840 Malin Drive off Gaskins Road in the West End. Call Costa at 527-2929 and on the web at costumefloors.com. Family owned and family run by Richmonders for over 70 quality years. Stop by today. Pizza Hut. Can I really get two medium pizzas for $6.99 each? You sure can. It's our new $6.99 any deal. So a meat lovers and a chicken bacon and pineapple with barbecue sauce drizzle are only $6.99 each? That's right. Any toppings. How about a salami, sausage, jalapeno, black olive, and onion on honey sriracha thin crust? $6.99. Awesome. I'll take two medium pepperonis. Okay. You want it, you got it. Pizza Hut's new $6.99 any deal. Get two medium pizzas with any toppings, any sauces, any crust flavors, and any specialty pizzas for $6.99 each. Limited time offer excludes top crust. Limit one crust flavor for pizza. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. It is 1.34. Practice in the middle of the day right now for the Redskins training camp. They'll be back on the field at 3 o'clock this afternoon in pads for a pull practice. The big news of the weekend, Keith Marshall done for the year. He tore his patella tendon Saturday afternoon during practice here at the Bon Secours Training Center. He'll miss his second straight season. Coverage today till 6 o'clock on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, live online at ESPNRichmond.com and the ESPN 950 app. Former UVA lineman and nine-year NFL vet Brandon Albert has announced he will retire from the league. Albert would not play a down for Jacksonville after he was traded to the Jags in March. It's off to Miami tonight for Game 3 for the Nats series. They get a series started. It'll be a Game 3 series versus the Marlins. Coverage starts 6.30 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Squirrels off today and begin a six-game road trip in Portland, Maine tomorrow. Kyle Busch, a winner yesterday on the Monster Truck Series. He gets uh, breaks a winless streak of 36 races. Chesterfield's Denny Hamlin finished in fourth place. You're up to date now. The Richmond Sports Center one by the time live at Washington Redskins training camp presented today by Town Bank. Mitchell Bradley on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Where are we going? What are we pursuing? Success, greatness, or something bigger? We believe in a calling that reaches beyond ourselves where leadership is shaped by service. 
knowledge isn't just an individual pursuit. It's something we are meant to share, where strength isn't demonstrated in power, but through humility. Answer the call at Liberty University. Visit liberty.edu today. This ad was furnished by Liberty University and the Virginia Association of Broadcasters in association with this station. This is Buzz from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, a proud sponsor of Redskin Training Camp, heard right here on ESPN 950 and ESPN950AM.com. Cooking out with the family this weekend? Add some sizzle to your soiree with Philly Gourmet All-American Badass Burgers. They're juicy, delicious, 100% beef, made in the USA with true grit and American pride. Look for Philly Gourmet Beef Patties, Thick and Juicy, Angus, and new Angry Steer Sirloin Burgers. Guaranteed to turn summer cookouts into All-American Philly Gourmet Badass Blowouts. Don't be a bubba. Get your Philly Gourmet All-American Badass Burger on. Family owned and operated. City Dogs is a proud sponsor of the Washington Redskins training camp live coverage. Heard exclusively on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. This is Buzz from Buzz and Ed's Real Barbecue reminding you that our Hickory Smoke Barbecue is ready and right around the corner. We know City Dogs has the best hot dogs in Richmond and now voted one of the best hot dogs in Virginia by bestthingsinvirginia.com. From the NFL. He's probably going to reset the running back mark. To college. The football season never ends. Counting down to kickoff every day on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Okay. I was liking that. It was a good little beat. Um, we are here live at Redskins training camp. Redskins back on the practice field at 3 o'clock. Uh, Andrew and I will be on until 3 o'clock. So still to come at 2.15, we will talk to Raymond Summerlin of rotoworld.com, and we will have the Jay Gruden press conference at about 2.45 here on the show. Uh, great conversation with Bram Weinstein, uh, Richmond's number one ally in uh, D.C. Um, I think he's right. Uh, I mean, we've tried to – uh, we've tried to tell everybody about what's here and what, you know, the team being here. Um, I think something like this, though, in the fifth year, you are now you, – no longer are you getting the people who are curious, I think, about mm-hmm. what's here. Uh, in the fifth year, I think you're getting the diehard Redskins fans, people who've moved here who just heard about it, and, you know, the football fan who enjoys just football in general. You're no longer getting the random person who has never been here – who is saying, oh, I got to go see the Redskins because they're here in town. That's that's past. That was years one and maybe two. I couldn't agree more. It's a combination of a lot of things, and that's primarily the number one thing. The appeal, not quite there. We've got a couple of tweets here on our Twitter, at ESPN Richmond, discussing it. One of the answers, so to speak, is this quote says, actually going to training camp no matter if the team is terrible. Natty Nat, that's a little little pessimistic, but I don't I don't disagree. I mean, if you're unless you're a hardcore NFL fan, there are parts of training camp that can be tough, especially if you're just out in the heat the whole day. We got another one that says camp is awesome in the past, except it rained on Saturday. Once again, a point that we brought up. So I think there's a lot of things, and the one thing that Bram said that I gravitated to the most, Matt, was he said that maybe the Redskins need to do a little bit more. I agree completely with that. I thought that was on the money because it seems each and every year. There is something new here at training camp, but really, is it that new? 
has it really deviated from the things they've done in the past, or are they just kind of putting it out there as something new? Like, for example, this year there's supposed to be a whole new renovated kids zone, kids area, everything like that. It's it's really just kind of similar to what we've had in the past. So I think sometimes the Redskins might be phoning in a little bit in terms of just specifically trying to get new appeal when in reality they're not necessarily doing anything that innovative. Right. I, I mean, the city has done a lot in yeah. terms of putting things around uh, um, here and doing a lot more in terms of trying to get people to come down here. Uh, I, I just think sometimes the, uh, the mystique has worn off a little bit, but I think I also think that the Redskins gave a bad taste to their fans' mouths with losing that Giants game. Uh, I think the Cousins thing, as we've talked about, was an issue. I, I think the name is still a, pro- a problem for some people. I think, uh, as we said, the money is is a, is a factor as well. So the city has to do is going to have to work a little harder to get people down here. And the thing that I didn't really want to get into with Bram, but it was in relation to what we were talking about, is he brought up how Richmond's kind of a hipster town, a foodie town. That's 100% accurate. But what goes along with that also as well is people really do pay attention to how this affects the community, having the Redskins camp in town. And there's a large sect of the community that doesn't really care about sports but would probably come by here if they weren't overwhelmed with the idea that this could potentially be affecting certain budgets, specifically, as I said, the education budget. So I think this would be something that people could pop in and stop by if they just knew that maybe there wasn't a ramification elsewhere in their year-long life versus just a three-week span. Well, I also think it's funny our coworkers at Radio One who have not um, who have not gone to training camp before, and now that we've joined our Radio One family, they've had an opportunity now and get passes to come down and see it, and they're like, "Oh, this is kind of fun," but they never really thought about coming down here. And I'm sure there's a lot of people like that who have said, "Oh, you know," and there's the people who say, "All right, it's day one. Oh, well, they'll be here for 15 days. I'll go later on, and then later on happens, and later on happens, and life happens, and they don't make it down here." Yeah, that's very true. And in our office, there's pretty much everybody has an NFL team. There's a lot of Cowboys and Steelers people in our office, but. Not all of them necessarily are pure sports junkies looking at X's and O's, trying to read all the news stories that come out today like Matt and I do. Got another tweet here that kind of echoes what we said. Redskins are just a bad team. Wow. Novelty is worn off. Some are tired of sports in general, money-driven. So, yeah, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. But primarily, as Matt said, to lead off this segment, it's just been around for a while. And if you've seen it and you're not just gripped for NFL news or NFL action, if you don't just thrive off the fact that you have an NFL team in town, then maybe it's not worth it to you to come out. Uh, 6220950 is the phone number, 6389508 is the text line. Tweet us at midmajormat, at AWOL ESPN, or at ESPN Richmond if you want to get involved. Um, I guess we can go from one hot-button topic to another hot-button topic. Let's do it. Uh, Colin Kaepernick continues to be in the news, or this guy's in the news for doing nothing, literally. <laughs> we put him in the news sometimes. Well, it's, it's everything that's involving this story, and, and – it kind of bothered me a little bit what the Ravens have been doing. Um, if you're not following this, uh, Joe Flacco's having some back issues. Uh, so the Ravens are looking at quarterbacks, and they've kind of talked about potentially uh, bringing Colin Kaepernick in because there's some connections between Harbaugh and, and some of his staff over Baltimore with Kaepernick. And it's been a giant story without actually being a story. Right. Um, basically, what the story was yesterday was that they're, they're crowdsourcing. They're talking to fans. They're talking to sponsors. They're talking to Ray Lewis. And to me, I understand what's going on behind that, but I don't agree with it. Uh, you're a big boy organization. 
everything that the Ravens do or any sort of team, there's going to be people that like it. There's going to be people that don't like it. Uh, if the Ravens sign Ray Lewis, or not Ray Lewis, Ray Rice, who had his own checkered pass, there's going to be people that are applauding it, and there's going to be people that are not. And it's just whenever you bring a crowdsourcing type thing in right now, it's just it's not necessary. Um, I'll give you an example. I'm betting outside of very few people and very secretly – the Eagles didn't go around to every fan or every uh, um, person surrounding Michael Vick and ask if they should sign Michael Vick and what the reaction would be. They did it, and they accepted the consequences. There were people who were not happy. I wasn't happy the Eagles signed Michael Vick. But he's my quarterback, and on the field he did what he had to, and he's reformed. Colin Kaepernick's done what he can. He's donated to charity. He's put his time in. He said all the right things. He made one move that people disagree with, and I'm not commenting on that itself, but he's done a lot since then to kind of help his image. So to me, be a big boy. Put your big boy pants on, Ravens, and either do it or don't do it. Don't let this story go throughout the media. Yeah, at the very least, you just give the guy a workout and say it doesn't work out if you really don't want to sign him. I think the other thing that hurt the Ravens was Joe Flacco actually was asked about it, and Flacco said, quote, I'd like to see Colin back in the NFL at some point, maybe get a shot as a starter. I wouldn't like that to be here. I do not want to get him another shot to be a starter here. But, yes, he can come here and have some fun. I think it would be a good spot for him. So Flacco actually, when asked the question, gave a fairly direct answer. So well, He's not going to say I want him to take my job. Oh, no, definitely not. But it seems from that quote that he's open to the idea of having Kaepernick on the roster at the very least. If you're going to crowdsource, do it a little quieter. If you're going to do all this stuff, do it a little quiet. Don't play this story out through the media because, you know, this is what they're doing also is they're floating these stories and they're, li- they're waiting. They have their ear to the ground waiting for the reaction. Um, I think Colin Kaepernick deserves a job. If I, was, if I was running a team, I'm giving Colin Kaepernick a job. I don't care what he did before. He's done enough since then in terms of speaking out of issues, donating stuff to charity. He's done his quote-unquote, in my eyes, he's done his time. So to me, here's a guy who's got some talent, and if I have a situation that calls for a guy like Colin Kaepernick, I'm not afraid to have him because guess what? You're not going to make everybody happy 100% of the time. Especially with somebody as polarizing as Colin Kaepernick. It doesn't matter because I'm sure there are plenty of people who didn't like – there may be some people who don't like the Josh Norman signing. There may be some people who don't like their respective team signing someone with a checkered past. If they're not going to stick around with the team – Good riddance. Goodbye. I don't, I'm willing to lose you as a fan in order for the product on the on the field to get better. Because you're going to get other fans, too. Because you're going to get other fans. And guess what? When you start winning and Colin Kaepernick's winning, that fan who left, he's come back. Yeah. Let's be honest. As much as I didn't like Michael Vick, if Michael Vick would have taken the Eagles to a 16-0 and season, uh, I probably wouldn't have cared. And that's just because I'm a dog guy, and I, the dog fighting thing still bothers me. And 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 I, but I've, uh, you know, I already said my piece on that too. I think he belongs in the Virginia Tech Hall of Fame. I don't care what he's, what you know, he's done a lot since then, and he's reformed himself. And I think that he's been a better person since then. Well, I think that's also you're right that there are parallels there. But the thing about that is the fact that Michael Vick kind of made quote unquote Virginia Tech football at least nationally. We know in the state of Virginia that there was always a following for the hokey football. But at least nationally, he kind of made it. So the fact that he did that kind of overrides the negative things he did, especially because he did repent and redeem himself for that. But the other thing about the Kaepernick with the Ravens is they're making all these moves at quarterback, and they're not even working out Colin Kaepernick. Right. So there's going to be some sort of fan backlash, whether or not it's for you know guys like you and I who are just kind of moderate in the middle, 
or, you know, especially for far left side of things, there's going to be a lot of people who are complaining about that. But whenever you sign a guy named Josh Woodrum, who I've never really heard uh, of. Liberty's Josh Woodrum. Well, and I apologize to Liberty fans, but I'll be honest, I never heard of Josh Woodrum. So whenever you sign Josh Woodrum and you don't work out Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, you're, you're doing something wrong. Well, that, and they signed uh, this Olsen kid. Who the hell is Olsen? I mean, he's, he was an arena guy. They were kind of joking about it on Roto World's website about it. Like, they're just signing people just to sign people to say that they're not. And it's, it's, the funny thing is there's still talks of, like, they're, they're like, oh, this signing hasn't shut the door on Kaepernick. I mean, yeah, either yeah. sign him or not. Right, it's right. just don't let this story continue. Uh, he belongs on an NFL team. He's done his penance in my mind, and I would have no problem with him on my team. Uh, I have no problem with it because in an NFL locker room, if some sort of situation sprouts up that doesn't matter, you know, in an NFL locker room will police itself. If Colin Kaepernick steps out of line, if something happens that they don't agree with, the other guys in the locker room will take care of business. Yes. And that's kind of my piece on Colin Kaepernick. And that's I just wanted to get that out there because the story's kind of annoying me that the Ravens are just, you know, kind of jerking him around a little bit. And it's just like I don't. It's unnecessary. It's not. It's, yeah. uh, it's very unnecessary. Six two two zero nine fifty is the phone number. It's six three eight nine five zero eight is the text line. If you want to get involved there, tweet me at midmajormat at awall espn. Let's take a timeout. One final segment left to go this hour. Coming up in the two o'clock hour, Raymond Summerlin of rotoworld.com. Uh, our position battle of the day and Jay Gruden at the podium. You're listening to ESPN nine fifty one hundred two point seven FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Are you empowered? If not, it's easy to get yourself empowered so you can do more and do it faster with a Bobcat M-Series loader from Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland. Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland invites you to check out the M-Series features that let you do more work with one machine. Features like stronger hydraulics, a bigger, more comfortable cab, greater operator comfort, and all-around superior performance. So get empowered with a Bobcat M-Series loader. Stop by your authorized Bobcat dealership, Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland. Visit bobcatofrichmond.com or call them at 752-4999. Patient First is currently accepting applications for radiologic technologists, medical laboratory technicians, and technologists and nurses to be part of its medical centers in the greater Richmond area. Reap the rewards of a competitive salary and an extensive benefits package. Apply online at patientfirst.com. Patient First, an equal opportunity employer, has been providing convenient, cost-effective medical care for over 36 years. Learn more at patientfirst.com and change your future today with a new career at Patient First. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. By now, you know all too well that SR22 Auto Insurance is way more than you'd ever want to pay. You probably thought you didn't have a choice, but you were wrong. Our company specializes in low-cost, very affordable SR22 auto insurance for high-risk drivers. We know that mistakes happen, so take pride in being able to offer absolutely free quotes for this very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. We're standing by at 800-749-2984. The only thing you need to do is stop waiting around while your monthly payments stay as high as they are. Our knowledgeable representatives are ready for your call at 800-749-2984. The quote is free, and we'll even handle the filings so you could start saving money every month even sooner. Call 800-749-2984. That's 800-749-2984. Once more, 800-749-2984. 
This is Big Alan. I'm sitting here with the barbecue baron of the boulevard and West Broad, and that's Buzz from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. What kind of ribs do you offer? What's the difference? For Richmond, people prefer the baby back, which mm-hmm. is the comes off the loin side of a pig, which is up top along the back. When you get a loin boned out, you end up with this baby back rib that is just the bones from that loin. But we also do spare ribs. We also do beef ribs. They taste different. They have different textures. You know, we have to have something for everybody. You're still, uh, you still spend time stoking the wood and you're behind, behind oh, the yeah. People can find you at either location. This is uh, an artisanal process that has been handed down for generations. Two locations in town, as you know, 1119 North Boulevard, 8205 West Broad Street for Puzzling as Real Barbecue. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. The lifespan of a Major League Baseball is five to seven pitches, which requires 850,000 baseballs a year. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. Brett Favre and Peyton Manning are the only pro quarterbacks to achieve victories against all 32 of the league's teams. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Come to the new fan event, Celebration in the End Zone. Tuesday, August 1st from 5 to 8 p.m. after camp. Visit Celebration in the End Zone on Facebook for ticket info. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. of the morning, I'm gonna chase you out of earth. Welcome back. Midday show, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. Uh, people starting to stream back into uh, training camp. Uh, they'll be back on the field in about an hour or so. Um, I haven't said it yet today, Andrew, so I'm going to give my little spiel here. Oh, spiel time. Uh, well, you, you know how I like to do it. I know. Uh, so if you are here or you're thinking about coming out here, the morning uh, walkthrough starts 1035, literally about an hour. Actually, it's probably been less than an hour each time. Uh, the players are in their shells. Uh, they are in their shirts. There's, they're in hats. Uh, they are, you know, it's very laissez-faire. Uh, they walk through some formations. They walk through special teams. And then after that, they come off. They do the helmet walk with the kids. And some people have been signing autographs and everything. So that's what the morning walkthrough is. If you are a diehard Redskins fan or you're somebody who wants to come watch and get autographs, I suggest you come in the morning. It is hot in the morning. Um, the practice, Andrew could tell you more about, but literally the practice is the practice. They do seven on sevens, eleven on elevens. They do all the good stuff that you that you want to see. Right, you can have a lot of position breakdowns where the quarterbacks are just throwing to the receivers straight up, and then you have the offensive line, defensive line doing a little trench warfare going. That's honestly, I think, one of the better drills, and I've said that for the last two or three years. And I think a lot of Redskins media agree with me on that because it's really the closest you get to actual game action here at camp and then of course you see the linebackers going at them as well so and then the cornerbacks go off on their own they kind of work on some stuff you have the kickers and special teams on a separate field so yeah there's a lot of a lot of good stuff and they still do the helmet walk and they still sign autographs so if you're here if you want to come and watch actual football like in real time motion come in the afternoon to practice um, come in the afternoon for practice. If you want to see them just walk through, you're not as much concerned with the on-the-field activity as the autographs and everything, um, I suggest you come here for the morning. Uh, other suggestions, please bring your own 
lawn chairs, unless you want to sit on the grass. Um, bring suntan lotion because the sun's been blasting down. Don't want you to get sunburned. Make sure to bring your own water uh, because uh, you want to stay hydrated. Yeah, they let you bring coolers in, they, too. So. They let you bring your cooler in. So if you want to bring your cooler in, uh, I would say dress comfortably. Uh, you know, it's hot, so I wouldn't come in jeans and I wouldn't come in long sleeves and stuff like that. There are some fans you can pick up to cool yourself down. I think they're located by the entrance, so you should be able to grab some Bon Secours fans. If you're a Dallas fan, they moved um, training camp to uh, another part of town. Don't come to the Bon Secours training center. Uh, we, I've seen three three Cowboys fans so far today, Andrew. I haven't seen any three. Uh, they can go to another training camp. They can go to the Diamond if they want to. Oh, another one? Oh, we got a fourth one oh, sitting right man. here. Although he's got nothing on that says Dallas on it. He's so incognito. We would have never known that. Um, yeah, training camp's actually for the Cowboys. It's it's actually that way. This is this is not for you guys. This is for the – go to the Diamond. That's where that might be. Um, and then, you know, just come here and have some fun and, uh, you know, and enjoy enjoy your time here. Um Six two two zero nine fifty is the phone number. Six three eight nine five zero eight. I saw our first entrant uh, into our contest. Uh, for uh, I want to give a box of uh, of our football cards from Panini out to uh, the most random jersey I've seen. Uh, our first entrant, Lavernius Coles, guy in a Lavernius Coles jersey was sitting right here. That's our leader so far. Now I don't know if he's going to come back again, so he won't. He or if he's even listening, but. Lavernius Coles is our leader right now for the most random jersey I've seen so far here at camp. I like it. I can get in, get into a little Lavernius Coles. Well, he was a receiver back in the day, right? Played for the Jets too, as well. Played for the Jets. Uh, he was good in college, but um, the rules are: a, it can't have your own name on the back; b, he's got to have actually played for the Redskins. Well, actually, no. If it's a, if it's like um, I don't know, if it's like Aaron Rodgers Redskins jersey, and you have a funny story as to why you have an Aaron Rodgers Redskins jersey, I'll take it. And C, it can't be another fan of another team. Hopefully it's as obscure as possible. Correct. Now, I could tell if you're making it up because Andrew and I are the judges. But so far, the leader is Lavernius Coles is the most random jersey I've seen here. I've been saying on Twitter, I was telling Mark Davis, uh, I was telling Mark Davis of NBC that because uh, he was talking about all the jerseys. And I said, the moment I see a Chip Miller jersey, that's going to be that'll be the time when, when you start showing up in like your random kicker or long snapper jersey. That's when I know it, it, that it happens. It'd be like me wearing my Blake, Je my uh, Jeff oh Blake, God. New Orleans Saints jersey. That's completely random. You have so many Jeff Blake jerseys. I only have two. Cincinnati and New Orleans. Cincinnati and New Orleans. I wish I got an Eagles jersey when he was with the Eagles, or a uh, Ravens Jeff Blake jersey. The king of the two first names. Uh, two hours down. One more to go. You get a bonus hour of Andrew and I coming up in the two o'clock hour. Raymond Summerlin of RotoWorld.com will join us. We'll talk some national National Football League. And then uh, we'll do our position battle of the day, which is the wide receivers. And we'll hear from Coach Jay Gruden at the podium in the final hour of the Midday Show. You're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. The Sports Center Update brought to you exclusively by Town Bank. Town Bank, this is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Townbank.com. City Dogs is the proud sponsor of Sportphone with Big Al. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp. Heard daily from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Saving you money on car insurance has been in Geico's playbook for over 75 years. So after the game, get a quote at Geico.com. Geico, so easy a caveman can do it. When training camp comes back to the Commonwealth each summer, you may never know which player you may run into at City Dogs restaurants. Even quarterback Kirk Cousins told the Times-Dispatch his favorite thing to do in Richmond is going down to City Dogs for hot dogs, burgers, fries, and a shake. 
week. Two locations at 1316 West Main Street in The Fan, 1309 East Cary Street in Historic Shackle Slip, and online at CityDogsRVA.com. Don't leave town without going to City Dogs. 